This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Each week we give the world globe a spin and see where we land. Then we take the kids of Australia on an audio excursion to visit that country and its people. I'm Amanda Bauer and today on Squiz the World we're visiting Portugal. On June 10, Portugal Day is celebrated all over the world. And what I love about this day is that it's not linked to the date of the country gaining independence or winning a war. It's connected to a famous Portuguese poet, Luís de Camões, who died on June 10. He's kind of like Portugal's Shakespeare, and because no one knows exactly when he was born, they celebrate their country's most special day on the day he died. Let's find out more about this southern European country that once dominated huge chunks of our planet. Strap yourselves into the Squiz Kids Superfast Supersonic Jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at Portugal. Just the facts. Portugal is on what's called the Iberian Peninsula, the bit of Europe that sticks out into the Atlantic Ocean and is close to North Africa. Spain is to the right or east of Portugal and the ocean to the west. That ocean is really important to a lot of what we'll talk about in this podcast, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Portugal is the oldest country in Europe. That doesn't mean the soil there is older than anywhere else, of course. It's just that Portugal has had the same borders since 1139. While everyone else in Europe was fighting wars and invading each other and changing their borders, Portugal stayed the same. Now, that's not to say that the Portuguese didn't fight and take over other countries. In fact, from the 1500s to the 1800s, Portugal's king ruled over one of the biggest empires the world has ever seen. That empire, which means a group of countries ruled over by one person or government, stretched over South America, Asia, Africa. In fact, the land that Portugal ruled over back then covers 53 different countries today. Remember I said we'd talk about the ocean again? Well, Portugal's location on the Atlantic allowed its sailors to explore the world easily. And its empire is actually described as a maritime empire. Maritime meaning connected to the sea. Ferdinand Magellan, who was the first person in history to circumnavigate the world, was Portuguese. Vasco da Gama, who discovered the sea route to India, Portuguese. Bartholomew Dias, the first person to sail around the southern tip of Africa, Portuguese. You get the idea. Nowadays, Portugal doesn't have a king. This country of 10 million people has a democratically elected government that meets in the capital, Lisbon. Unlike Australia, which has state and federal governments, Portugal has just the one, and it only has one House of Parliament. Enough politics. Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's... Learn the lingo. Thanks to that maritime empire, Portuguese is still the official language of nine countries, including Brazil in South America, Angola, which is a country in Africa, and it's also spoken in Goa, which is a place in India. It's the sixth most spoken first language in the world, with around 220 million native speakers. So we'd better learn some too. We've got Squiz Kid Lorenzo here to teach us. Take it away, Lorenzo. 
Hi guys, my name is Lorenzo. I'm 13 years old and I live in Leichhardt, New South Wales. I speak Portuguese because it's an interesting language. My whole family speaks it and I was born in Portugal. Here's how you say hello, how are you? Olá, como estás? Here's how you say thank you. Obrigado. And this is how you say goodbye. Adeus. Obrigada, Lorenzo. Now that we can communicate a little bit, it's time for school. Primary school in Portugal goes from year one all the way to year nine. It's divided into three different stages. The first stage from year one to year four is a lot like Australian primary school. You have one teacher in charge of your class. The main difference is that starting in year three, it's compulsory to learn English. From year five to year nine, every subject is taught by a different teacher. And from year seven to year nine, Portuguese kids are required to learn a second foreign language on top of English. Impressive, huh? Kids go to school from 9am to 4pm and it's mandatory, meaning it's required by law, that kids get at least two hours of PE every week. How much PE do you do? Speaking of PE, there is something pretty cool in Portugal that connects back to that Atlantic Ocean. I think it's just about... Sport time! Off the coast of Portugal, there's a deep underwater canyon. It's five kilometres deep and it runs for 230 kilometres along the coast. And it creates big, beautiful waves. Portugal is one of the top surfing spots in the world. Just north of Lisbon is a town called Ereciera, which is the only place in Europe to have been named an official world surfing reserve. People say that you can surf there 364 days a year. I'm not sure what happens on the other day, but the waves there are extremely consistent. If you're a beginner, you'll want to surf in Portugal in the summertime when the waves are smaller. Winter is when the serious surfers come out to play. Although, if you're looking for crazy big waves, then you'll head to a place called Nazaré. The world record for the biggest wave ever surfed has been set multiple times at Nazaré. The current title holder broke the record in 2020 when he surfed a mammoth 26.21 metre wave. There's a video in your episode notes, and you know, no matter how many times I watch it, I'm scared for him. Not sure about you, but I'm always starving after I've been to the beach. I think it might be... Dinner time. Once again, Portugal's location on the Atlantic means that a lot of its most famous dishes involve the sea. Back when there were no fridges, people would dry and salt fish to preserve it, and Portugal is known for its stews and fritters that are made with salt cod. You can get it here in Australia too, and it's delicious, but you do have to soak it for days before you can use it. So let's make dessert instead. Portugal is a majority Catholic country, and back in the olden days, the priests and nuns would use egg whites to stiffen up their white collars and habits, habit being the word for a nun's clothing. That left them with a lot of egg yolks, which are just what you need to make delicious pastries. There's a recipe in your episode notes for pastis de nata, which literally means cream tarts, but the English name for these delicious, sweet, flaky treats is Portuguese tarts. You might have had some yourself. They were first made over 300 years ago in a Portuguese monastery, which is the name for a place where monks live. 
It uses simple pantry ingredients and six egg yolks. <laughs> if you've got an adult cooking with you, they may want a little glass of port wine as an accompaniment to their Portuguese tarts. Yep, port gets its name from the country's second largest city, Porto. Porto is also where Portugal itself got its name. So now you know. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What's the name for the kind of empire that Portugal once ruled over? Hint, it has to do with the sea. That's right, it's a maritime empire. Question number two. Why does Portugal have such excellent surf? Yeah, it's that underwater canyon off the coast. And question number three. How many Houses of Parliament does Portugal have? Yep, just the one. The fancy name for it is a unicameral system. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to Portugal. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Out.